Hey, this is Carrie Coach's Corner Chats, and on the podcast, I have Alani Fernandez. Alani, where are you at? What are you up to? Well, um, I'm in Indiana currently in my home office, so super exciting stuff. <laughs> uh, what kind of things are you doing now that you're in the off season? Um, well, lots of recruiting. I actually just came back um, from Georgia yesterday. Um, I was at the National Junior College uh, Division One Women's Soccer Tournament, um, scouting some future Cougars, hopefully, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, this weekend, I'll be uh, working a camp, again, recruiting, um, and so really hitting the recruiting trail um, up until December 15th, which is our, um, our dead period, essentially starts that day, so hitting it hard. You just mentioned the Cougars. So where exactly are you coaching right now? I am the interim head women's soccer coach at Chicago State. In, in Chicago. Yes, in Illinois. Got it. And so so how does it come about that you become the interim coach at Chicago State? Well, um, I guess I'll tell you a little bit about how I even got here. I'm originally from California. So all of this happened in a matter of about, I want to say like six months. I've only been here um, since February. So maybe my math is wrong, but, um, but in this short period of time, um, there's been a lot of transition for me. Um, so like I said, I'm coming from California. Um, I played college soccer out there. Um, my most recent institution I was at was at Cal State Stanislaus. Um, and I am engaged to Mary Whistler, who is also a college soccer coach, um, head coach, actually. Um, and it was actually her job that brought us out here to Indiana. Um, she's the head coach at Purdue Northwest, so about 25 minutes from where we live. Um, and when we first moved out here uh, in February, I was actually a volunteer assistant at Valparaiso University, um, which is in Valparaiso, Indiana, um, another Division One institution. Um, and then... When I think it was about April, um, I received a call um, from at the time the head coach at Chicago State, um, and I he offered for me to come on as an assistant, and I was super excited about it. Um, and of course, I said yes. Um, and then he stepped away um, I, at the end of May, um, but I was hired uh, June first, and so there was a quick transition period into it, and. By July 1st, I was named interim head and that's when it all just started going. And I was, I took on that role, super excited. Um, and here we are now that the season, now the season's over and it went by in the blink of an eye. Can't even believe it. Um, but it was an incredible experience this season. So I'm, I'm thankful things. It's funny the way life works, honestly. And so it was, like I said, a really great experience. What was, what were some of the things on your to-do list? Like you go from assistant where you were going to kind of follow his lead. Now it's all on your shoulders. What were some of the first steps that you took? Um, making, <laughs> confirming games. Um, we actually, <laughs> we, um, we stepped away from the WAC as an entire, um, athletic department as an institution um and so we were independent this season and so making sure that we had games on the schedule still was the number one piece um but beside that honestly was making the connections with the players and that was the first thing I did when I was hired as an assistant was starting to create those relationships um they had gone through a bunch of turnover um my heart is still with them with that piece of it um and so 
Uh, I'm the third, their third head coach uh, in June or in July. I think I was the third head coach for them in a matter of six months. Um, so if you could only imagine what that transition was like for them um, and what they might have been feeling, um, it was a lot of unsureness. Um, of course, they had no idea who who I was. <laughs> they just knew I was coming in as their assistant. Um, and so making, like I said, making sure I was starting to develop those relationships and making them feel safe um, because, like I said, they went through a ton of transition. Is there part of you that hopes that this interim tag gets dropped and you become the the full-time head coach? Yeah, yeah. I think time will tell with that. Um, conversation will happen in the near future, and I'm excited for that conversation. You talked about your fiancé and future wife being a head coach as well. What What is that dynamic like? when you two get back from like a game or practices, is there a lot of sharing of ideas or do you keep that part kind of separate from your relationship? Um, well, I think that's funny because uh, Mary was actually the assistant coach at Cal State East Bay while I was the assistant coach at Cal State Stanislaus. So we were in the same conference. Um, last fall, we played each other three times. <laughs> so last fall was a different dynamic than it was this fall being that we were no longer in the same conference um even that same division um and so yeah so this season was a lot of fun actually being able to come home um and share ideas like oh my gosh I ran this today um I really want to share it with you and vice versa or like I ran this today and I just don't know what it is do you have an idea like what I'm missing um and so being able to bounce ideas off each other in that way was wonderful and being able to to talk about the ups and downs that come with not only coaching, but being a head coach um, was actually was really nice. Um, sometimes overwhelming because of course, like I might've gone through something that day and I didn't have the full mental emotional capacity to really like dig deep with what she might've gone through that day as well. But we, of course, communication is, is required in this sense. And so um it was a good, it was, a, it was nice to find the balance. And we laugh all the time because we're just like, could you imagine like in February, like you'd be a head coach and I'd be a head coach. And, you'd be <laughs> and so, yeah, so that's, that's a little bit of how our dynamic goes, but we always make sure to, to make time for each other outside of soccer, um, especially in a really busy season. Um, and I, we, I mean, my Chicago state was on the road for 14 out of 19 games this season. And so I was gone a lot. So making sure that we created that time together was really important. How do you how do you deal with road trips at, at that college level, especially that many? Like, what goes into that? And you talk about building relationships with the players. How do you keep that and build that and use maybe those opportunities on the bus or on the planes or whatever it is to continue to build on that? Um, it definitely takes a lot of flexibility, um, a lot of adaptability. Um, we flew everywhere we went. So if you could only imagine taking 22 players <laughs> um, onto a flight, onto another bus, it's like traveling. I think Mississippi was one of our harder road trips um, because we flew flew in. I forget. It was a smaller airport. Flew in, um, drove two hours where we had to go for our first game. And after that game, we drove two hours to the next place. And then we had to drive about an hour and a half back to the airport. So it was like this massive triangle. But when it, we talk about relationships, I mean, that's – truly that's where we were building a lot of it um, on the road with each other. We were getting to know each other's um, of course, each other's annoyances, our quirks, what makes us happy, right? What food we liked. Okay, cool. Like everybody loves, I don't know, uh, tacos. Let's go find tacos. Right. So like making sure, um, making sure that we could 
we could, like I said, be flexible with everything. I mean, you're, I don't, I don't know if you have kids or not, but I could only imagine and having to be able to, um, adapt to every different thing that could possibly come your way. Like <laughs> it was definitely a learning moment for all of us. Cause they too had never traveled so much. Um, but we, we had a really good time. We had a great team bonding, uh, moments. We would also watch, um, our men's soccer team, um, compete our women's volleyball team compete, um, at team dinners. So there was a lot of moments where we, where we were also, um, what's the word, um, rooting on for, for our other teams in at Chicago state. But I think that's what brought us closer to was that camaraderie. You mentioned, uh, playing college out in California. Are you born and raised in California or, and when did the whole soccer thing, when did you get that soccer vibe? Oh my. Yeah. I'm born and raised in California, um, right outside of the Bay area. So about 45 minutes. Um, and then I ended up playing college soccer at Cal state East Bay. So, um, I stayed, stayed close to home. Um, soccer I can remember like begging my parents to let me play soccer and they didn't let me play until I was like 11 <laughs> and so I started a little late um I didn't start playing um competitive soccer until I was 14 so I was in I was in high school at the time um and then even like playing college soccer I never I never had imagined plans to, to do it um my dad just called me one day and he said hey like you're gonna go to Cal State East Bay's uh camp and I said okay I had never gone to gone to a camp like I feel like this is when recruiting was just like just amping up where all the recruits were like putting their name out there and and maybe I don't know to be fair maybe I just didn't know because I wasn't surrounded by it. I'm the oldest. So I was that first, the first child to like, go do this. <laughs> um, and I went to the camp and I had a great time. And, um, at the time the staff, uh, was Amy Gerace and, um, Zeke, I like coach, coach Zeke Zlatan. And he, uh, they pulled me to the side after camp and they asked if I'd like to, uh, have a roster spot on the team. And I was like, sure, let's do this. I had no idea what I was getting into, to be honest. Um, but honestly, the best four years of my life, I don't regret it one bit. It was incredible. And so I'm always going to be so thankful for that moment that, that I went to that camp, honestly, because I was so nervous on the drive there. I was like, dad, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, is this really something that I have to do? And he's just like, you're already starting at no, like relax, like everything's going to be fine. And I'm like, okay. And I, like I said, I went, I had an incredible time and had a, another incredible four years. So. Was dirt. it was it during those four years that you started thinking, hey, maybe coaching would be something to get into? Or how did you end up going from sort of like, I guess, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with soccer that end up playing four years in California at the college level. And now here you are as a college coach. Um, That's funny. I actually... I had got my degree in biology and I was taking the pre-medicine route. Um, and so after I was done playing my four years, um, I still had a fifth year left of school and there was a coaching change my senior year to, uh, the head coach is now Robin Hart. And she pulled me to the side one day and said, Hey, um, do you want to, do you want to come on to staff? And I was like, what do you mean? Like come on to staff? And I had never even imagined that. Right. Um, and she said, yeah, like, do you want to join the staff? And I said, I would, I would love to. Um, Robin Hart is one of my mentors. And so when she asked me that, like my eyes just lit up and I, I it was 
it was such a cool moment for me. I was like, wow, she's asking me to do this. Um, and I was coaching club at the time too. Um, it was the spring of my fifth year. I mean, I had a blast coaching club. I love, I love club soccer. Um, and so at that point I was like, okay, well, let's, let's see. And I graduated and I end up uh, remaining the volunteer assistant at Cal State East Bay while coaching three club teams um, at Livermore Fusion. Yeah, and it was I had a I had a wonderful time, um, and that's kind of what propelled my coaching career. What was it about that about Coach Hart that was so like that excited you so much to be a part of the staff? I think one is the foundation she lays with her players. Um, she is very good at creating relationships, but also her demand for excellence um, is something that I was, I was looking for um, in a coach. And so I, I found that super appealing and the way she did it was with grace and with dignity. And she, she, every time she spoke, all eyes were on her. And I thought that like, what a cool presence to have as a coach. And like, how do I, how do I have that presence too, as a person? Like, and so that was very intriguing to me. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's, that was one of the biggest pieces and she's competitive as hell. And so I was so excited to be a part of that. And what she was building at Cal State East Bay was incredible. Um, and I, I, again, as a player, moving progressing into a coach I wanted to be a part of what that rebuild was going to look like I had so much pride as a player in Cal State East Bay and now to be able to to do this as a coach and help flip a program into something that we all knew was going to be so great it was it was a really cool experience and I'm so glad that I got to learn from Robin Hart you mentioned the transition from player to coach what was that like because I'm assuming some of the players you were coaching were you were just playing with Right. Um, it was, it was difficult in the sense that, um, I had to now draw boundaries with my friends essentially, um, because I took this really seriously and I feel like that's what, what really helped, um, I'm going to come back to it, propel my career was making sure that I was really committed to what I was doing here. And it wasn't just a step in life, um, that it was, that it was meaningful. And so, having to draw those boundaries with my friends was really important, but, but the staff at East Bay was so helpful in my role there that like, I wasn't, my first year, I wasn't the one that was running sessions and telling them where to go, what to do, how to do it. I was one that was having individual conversations and connecting with the players one-on-one. -on -one. Um, but also like in behind closed doors, giving, giving my input, um, about the dynamic and um, what we could do more or better or how we can change things, right? Do things differently. Um, and so that was super helpful in my transition. Honestly, the staff was wonderful with that. So how long were you on the staff there before we go to whatever the next step was? Um, I was on the staff there um, fall 1920. I was there during COVID. I was there until fall 2021, which is when I was at Cal State Stanislaus. And the other thing that kind of jumps out to me is you seem like you're like a very hyper-focused person. Like once you have like, I'm going to do this and I'm not going to do it like half speed. I'm going all in. I want to get as much from that experience. Is that something you've always been? Is that maybe from parents? What 
what has caused you to be kind of this, like, I'm in, I'm going to soak up as much as I can and make the most of it. Um, I, I've always been like that. Yes. Um, I'm a, I'm a big academic. I love school. I love to learn. And so when I'm able to learn from other people and their experiences, it's like a sponge. And I think that I don't necessarily need to experience that moment to understand what that moment is to someone. Um, and I think, I think it's an interesting way to learn, um, as I've been told. <laughs> and I actually really embrace that because like you could tell me a story and how much that affected you and the person that maybe was involved in it. And I can see both sides and understand where the feelings are coming from, from both sides. Um, and so I think that, and this is such a, a people profession that you have to understand, you have to understand that piece, the emotional intelligence part of it. And so, um, yeah, I'm a massive sponge. I love to learn. I will sit there and observe for hours and hours and hours, days and days and days. Um, and really, and really take in what I think could not only benefit me, but my players, the people around me, my family, like it's, it's, it's deeper than just soccer. And so, um, I think that's really important. So at what point does the transition go from I'm done here learning from Coach Hart and I go on and start making my next move? Oh, I'm never done learning from Coach Hart. I call her all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was when um, Gabe Bolton was looking for an assistant. He's the head coach at Cal State Stanislaus. Um, and he called he called Robin. And he, I guess from our my conversation with Robin was like, is she ready? Does she want to do this? And Robin pulls me into the office and she goes, you have to go. And I was like, no, <laughs> I, was, I just loved, right. I love Cal City Bay, but um, I did end up going. And I also had an incredible, incredible time um, co uh, coaching with Gabe Bolton. And I learned a lot um, from him. Um, I think with his style of coaching, it was much more direct um, and very tactically driven, not that, not that what we're doing isn't, but very focused, um, on the systems we were playing, how we were going to do it. Um, it was very, it was, I, I absolutely love that piece of it all too. And so the emotional intelligence piece to coaching people, um, and life in general, and then going, bringing in the tactical, um, hardcore was, was so, was so fun to me. Um, I got to like intertwine it all. And I think, um, as you continue to learn from other coaches, um, you find things that, that you like, or maybe things that you do differently and how it's going to intertwine to your own style. And I think that that's ex exactly what happened when I transitioned from Cal City Spade to Cal State Stanislaus. Was there um, noticeable differences just from like having a female head coach coaching versus a male? Was there different dynamics? Did you see a different way and not just their tactics, but maybe the way they handle certain situations? Um, yes, yes. I think naturally that, that comes. Um, but I think that, I think that, like I said, there are things that like, I loved how direct he was. Robin is very direct as well. And so when I see directness and it pans out in different ways, I think sometimes you can think about what the delivery is for things. And I think that the delivery is extremely important, important regardless of whether you're a woman or a man in coaching um, and how you're connecting with your players upon that delivery. Um, and so that's kind of, I guess the personality styles definitely differ um, in that sense. And that's something that I definitely picked up on. 
Um, and like I said, there's just some points in that where I pick things up where it was really going to help me flourish as a coach. And there maybe been some things where I was like, okay, well, that's cool. I'm glad I experienced that, but it, and I don't think that's for me. So. The other thing that has stood out is your dad says, Hey, let's go to this ID camp. And then you're at the ID camp and the coach says, Hey, we want you to join the team. And then you get to the end of that and coach Hart comes to you and says, I'd love to have you on my staff. And then another how cool is it to know, like, I guess in a way to be wanted, like to be like reached out to versus you going after jobs and, you know, settling for whatever it is. How cool has it been for you to know that these people have welcomed you with open arms? Oh my gosh. I love that question. It's been, it's incredible. And I think that's kind of been what my, what my career has been so far. Um, and I couldn't be more grateful, but I mean, I, I also put in a lot of time, a lot of energy um, into what I'm doing. I always want to get better, um, whether it's on the field or off the field, whether I'm listening to other people's experiences, whether I'm listening to um, a podcast or talking to my mentor on the phone. Um, there's a lot of ways that I, I continue to, to learn. Um, and I think that the growth mindset is the most important piece to it all. Um, it's no, it's no secret that I'm a young coach. And so I, there's my, I feel like my ceiling is so high and I'm going to continue to raise it as much as I can every single day, day in and day out. So. You mentioned being young and I know you just got selected for the 30 under 30, uh, group. How exciting is that? And how, like, how exciting are you to be a part of that group? Oh gosh, it was so exciting when I, when I was accepted, um, or selected. Um, I mean, think about it. It's 30 people in the country, 15 women, 15 men and up and coming. And I mean, it wasn't, it was incredible. And I remember again, I'm going to bring her back in Robin Hart calling me and saying, you need to apply to this. And I was like, I have some time, Robin. Like, I, I think I, I think I need to gain a little bit more experience before I, before I just put myself out there like that. And she's like, nope, go do it. Like you need to go do it. And, um, actually Mary is also, um, 30 under 30 alum. And so they both told me, they said, just so you know, like the first time around, it's kind of rare that you get accepted. So like, don't get your hopes up. And I was like, okay. Like, so I was, I was trying to play it really chill. <laughs> and then I got the email and I was like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. Um, and so then last year I went to my first convention as part of the program and what an incredible experience i've never experienced anything like that so when you take my my uh, my curiosity and you put me amongst mm. all of all of these brilliant people and people that my eyes are just like wide open like mouth open like i'm incredible right um it was such a, a really cool educational experience and then with that the connections i made with my 30 under 30 classmates and of course other coaches around there was so was so fun like it's just this place where everybody's excited to learn about this beautiful game right and like there i felt like there was just so much like joy in the air and and i personally just love joy and i love giving joy and i love seeing joy and, and so that was a really, that was such a cool experience. And being a part of this class has only brought um, positives. And so I, it's, it's incredible. And I, and I'm so excited for this, this class that was just selected and inducted. And that's, that's, it's a, such a, I can't even, it's just so cool. I can't even experience or explain to you how, how meaningful that experience was for me. So we've got ourselves 
moved to a different place. You're an assistant coach there. Is this the time where you all move out to the Midwest or is there another stop before that happens? No, that was about the time. So Cal State East Bay actually last season um, won the conference tournament and then went and made their first appearance um, in the national tournament. Um, and so what a really cool moment. It was actually, um, we played each other in the first round of the conference tournament, Stanislaus and East Bay and East Bay ended up winning. So what a bittersweet moment, right? But, <laughs> but so excited as a, uh, as a, as an alum to continue to support and watch them um, through their journey through the tournament and then um, to the national tournament. And then after that season, Mary and I both knew that it was her time. Um, and, and she's originally from Indiana. And so she got this call and she, they were asking if she was interested in um, a head coaching job, Division Two in the GLIAC um, for Purdue Northwest. And she looks at me and she goes, what do you think? Because <laughs> again, I'm, she goes, you're born and raised California. Are you ready to go? Like, and I said, it's, it's, it's as much as it's about, about us, it's not about me. It's, this is about you and it's your time. And so she said, okay. And, and he, she got the job and here we are. And that was our next, our next, uh, movement. And so then when she received the call, um, I got in touch with John Maravich at Valparaiso university. Um, and that's where I started volunteering right when I got here in February. Well, how not difficult, but what is it like to have your kind of career dreams and then hers and have to sometimes maybe almost put yours to the side to you know keep supporting her um almost is there ever a dynamic where the two of you get a little bit of well I wasn't 30 under 30 and now <laughs> and now finally you are and like is there a little bit of competitiveness or is it all hunky dory oh in the future Whistler household there's always competitiveness <laughs> um but but uh, no, I we have a really incredible relationship in the sense that um, we're selfless with each other, and we understand what what this profession is and how it moves, um, and how important it is to be um, a woman in this profession. And when opportunities arise, to pick up the phone and see if it's the right fit. And if it's the right fit, then okay, like that's something we're gonna do. Um, what we do know is that whatever happens in the next few years with me, right, um, we're probably going to have to pick up and move again. And and that's okay. And we're both on the same page about it. And there might be times, too, that we've talked about where we're going to have to live apart because she's doing her thing somewhere and I'm going to go do my thing somewhere or vice versa. Right? And so um, we have a really cool communication line in that sense. And and just, I guess, I guess you could just say, honestly, at the foundation of it, love. And that's a really exciting piece um, to our relationship, um, because I think she's also an incredible coach and anybody would be lucky to be coached by her or have her a part of their program. And so that's, I feel like it's compromised, but it's, it doesn't feel like that to me. It's just kind of, it's an, it, or to us, it's natural. So. You mentioned knowing the importance of being a female in this coaching realm. How, what, what things go through your mind or what importance do you, do you feel inside when you know that this is a huge opportunity for you? Oh man. Um, I just remember when, um, I was asked to join Cal State East Bay, um, and them having, it was Amy Gerace at the time, like I said, who was the head coach and 
and being so excited to finally like play for a woman. And I, and I loved all the coaches that I played for in club and in high school. Um, but the feeling of, Oh, like she can, she can just relate to me a little bit more. Um, or like the natural communication that can take place, um, given the right, the right, um, environment, of course. Um, I think that with my role, especially like, again, it's, it's no secret. So I think being a young, a young coach, um, where I am right now as a woman and a woman of color, um, and even with that, uh, a gay woman, um, is incredibly important because it gives the diversity that I, this profession, um, needs. Um, it continues to show young, young soccer players that are coming through like man or woman, boy or girl, that you can do this thing. And, and if you really put your, your mind to it, that you can, you can really propel in this profession if you, if you want to, I guess, in that sense, I'm kind of at a loss for words for this question. And I've been asked it before. It's like a internal feeling that's so deep. Um, but it's like, it brings so much joy. It's empowering. Um, it's an incredible, it's an incredible space to be in when you're able to be a role model for those that, um, for those that are, are up and coming in this world, the next generation, what it means to, um, to not, to not, I mean, to learn through the game of soccer, what life is, what it can be, right? Like there's just so much that this game brings and I'm just really excited that I get to represent, um, a diverse piece to it. And I guess that's where I'm at with it. <laughs> so you end up at Valpo as a volunteer. What were, are, are there differences that you notice between soccer in California and soccer in Indiana? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I mean, <laughs> I grew up in a hotbed of soccer. And so there were, there were clubs everywhere, big clubs everywhere. Um, and I think it's just, it was, it's, it was definitely different. Um, it was, de it was eye opening. Um, the soccer culture was, was a little different. Um, and I think that just is because there were just a lot of small clubs around here. Um, and that was something that I, I wasn't really used to, but I started coaching club out here and it was actually really nice to, not that I wasn't doing it in California. Cause when I left California, I was actually, I was at Mustang soccer club, which is a, like a big ACNL club out there. Um, and so I came out here and I started working for a smaller smaller club in town and it was actually really it was really nice it was like a, I took a step back and and it was it was cool to to not that again not that I wasn't already in California but to really lay the foundation of the principles of soccer and what it means I was working with the little little ones um, when I left um, California I was working with U19s and um, U11s so they had already had some time. Um, and so I was working with the small ones and it was just my, it's my favorite. I really love club. Like <laughs> I really, really love club and I want to get more involved once um, I feel like I've got my feet underneath me right now, but there's always <laughs> the day in and day out to the head coach is, is very different. And so figuring that out first and then stepping into the club realm again is my goal because I, like I said, I love club. What do you, what is it about the club scene that you seem to love and enjoy so much? Um, I think it's like with the youngers specifically, like U12 and below are my favorite. They have so, they have so much joy when they come to practice. They're so happy. And I love like, Coach Lonnie, Coach Lonnie. Oh, guess what I did today? My tooth fell out and like <laughs> at school, right? Like, and they just live in this, in this, in this 
cute little world and you're just a part of it for about an hour and a half and they just want to go around and kick the ball. Um, but then, then you have some U11, U12 who are like ready to, to compete and they want to learn. And they, then that's the fun part where you can start to bring in a little bit more of the tactical piece with them. Um, and they just are like sponges and they just want to keep learning and their eyes are on you. It's just like, it's one of the most incredible pieces because I feel like at that age, you, you like, they're going to remember you just like I remember my second grade teacher, Mrs. Fuller, like they're going to remember you. Right. And so I think that's, that's one of the best parts about being, um, being a role model in this profession is that you have these like seven to 11 year olds in your life and, and you are a big piece of their life. Like, and I think that's really, really, really cool. And, and something that, um, something that is just, it's meaningful. It's, it fills my heart. That's what it does. You've talked about relationships quite a bit throughout this and the importance of that. How was it, how hard was it to move away from your family? Talk about playing close to home when you're in college and all that. What's it been like being now multiple hours away from family? Um, it, it's definitely hard. Um, but I mean, now that they have FaceTime and all this fun stuff, like it, it doesn't really feel like you're too far away. And I think one of the the really cool pieces to moving out to Indiana was being closer to Mary's family. Her family is only about an hour and a half. So I get a, I get to fill my cup with, with Mary's family too. And I think that's cool. And what has been the reaction from your family as you've transitioned from going to college and she might go into biology, but now here you are, like, I found my niche. This is what I'm going to do. I'm passionate. I love this. How excited are they about this opportunity that you continue to just kind of build here? Oh, extremely excited. <laughs> um, when I, when the, when I was asked to be interim head coach, my dad was just like, what? Like what? <laughs> Again, so much transition happening in my life at that moment that he was just like, this is, in this is incredible. Um, and they've been nothing but supportive. Um, they're watching every single game that they can. Um, I'm getting texts after every game before every game. Um, so like I said, it doesn't feel like they're too far away. It feels like they're right there with me and, and Mary's family, like is I'm very much a part of that. Her brother texts me, he's a massive, um, soccer fan and, and her dad texts me, I'm mom. Like it's, it's been so incredible to have this support, um, from, from both families, honestly, um, especially we're going to get married soon. So I really hope so, but, um, it's been, it's been, it's been really cool. So here you are doing a lot of recruiting. Uh, you're going to be busy this weekend. Um, do you just continue to keep putting your foot to the grind and keep working hard for Chicago state and see where things go from there? I mean, what's the, and you've talked about possibly the two of you may end up in different spots at some point. Is there kind of a, a big goal for you now that you're starting to figure out like, Hey, I'm really good at this. I love this. Is there, are you looking at a D one? What, what level NWSL? Like, is there, what's your, like kind of your pipe dream? I hear. Okay. So one of my, one of my other mentors is Kelly Lawrence. Um, and she's actually at Penn state right now. Um, and she, I remember when we first chatted, I was talking about like all the transition and what it meant and what she asked me what my ultimate goal was, of course. Um, and then I, I answered her and I said, well, 
I mean, eventually a head coach, like that's, of course, that's where I want to go. And she's like, well, in what realm? And I was like, well, I guess I've never thought about that. Right. And I've been in the college realm and it's what I know right now. And that's fine. And she, she looked at me via zoom and says, take your time. You're going to be in this profession for another 30, 40 years. So there's no rush. And that has stuck with me through everything. And so when you ask me that question, I think that right now I'm in an interesting position um, where I, I could be elevated to head coach um, and have that interim tag taken off. Um, and when it comes to what my goals will be or, or is um, or where I'll be in four to five years, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to be. I do know that I'm going to be coaching soccer and I, and I hope it's at a high level. Um, like the collegiate level and at maybe NWSL, but I'm, again, I'm going to take my time with it because I have so much to learn still. Um, and, and I have a lot of growth to do still. And, and I think that that piece is, is the most important. So I have to constantly remind myself because I can get to that point where I'm like, okay, well, what am I going to be? Where am I going to be in three years? Where am I going to be in five years? What about 10 years? And the reality is nobody knows. I don't know. And I'm just going to take my time to get there. What a cool moment to have someone with her experience to actually look at you and go, just be patient and you're going to end up and to hear someone say that you're going to coach for 30, 40 years. How, how awesome for someone to pour that type of stuff into you. Oh, I know it was, she's incredible. I'm so lucky to have her as a mentor and, and a friend, honestly, she's, she's awesome. And so that was, that was the really big, like moment in my in my career and I will forever remember that and I will forever take my time <laughs> what is it how has it that you've um like made these connections is it through some of the 30 under 30 type thing or have you just kind of crossed paths like how do you connect some with someone that's at Penn State when you spent most of your time in California and the other thing that I love about it is you and I keep bringing up relationships because I think it's really a solid thing for you is you don't just like connect, like it keeps building. Like you talked about, I'm still talking to coach Hart and I'm talking to so-and-so and like, you've got Mary and all like, it's really cool. I can see it in my head. Like this, everything keeps growing and growing, even with the Chicago state group about all the things we had to do on the road trips and all those types of things. How has it been that you, is that just because it's a priority for you? So you continually reach out and touch base. Yes. Um, Kelly, Kelly Lawrence and I connected through 30 under 30, but I remember filling out the application for like what, like what I envisioned in a mentor, like what I wanted in a mentor. And what I wrote was, I want to make sure that they understand that this goes both ways. Like it's a relationship. And so, um, so I'll call Kelly and I'll check in with her, <laughs> right? Or she'll call me and she'll check in with me. Um, and it, it's all of these relationships, um, are reciprocated and I think that's really important like Gabe Bolton is coming to my wedding like Robin Hart is coming to my wedding like these are really important relationships to me outside of soccer too um I'm all about the people like all about the people and so when I say that I create relationships I really take take time to get to know these people and make sure that they understand how much I appreciate them and their time um, and, and who they are, because that's, that's so important. Like I said, we're in a people profession who are like, when I talk to recruits, I literally tell them like, well, I'm going to tell you a little bit about me because at the end of the day, like if you do, should you commit to Chicago state or wherever I'm at at that moment? Like 
I want, I want us to develop this relationship because when I'm speaking, who are you listening to? Right. And then who am I talking to? Like, that's really important to me. One of the things that keeps popping in my head is, are you a kind of a, a journal type person or do you, do you do kind of meditation and all that type of stuff? You're very, you're very, um, you're very wise, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You've seen very lots of self-reflection and like, do you, do you really try to spot up on like quality habits and being consistent and all those types of things? Absolutely. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a, I don't, I don't really journal. I should though. I, I really should. I <laughs> wish I was better at it. Honestly. Um, I do, I do read a lot. I listen to a lot of podcasts, um, a lot, sometimes more true crime than anything, honestly, <laughs> which is, is just me. But um, <laughs> I, I don't, I have a lot of conversations every day. Like, I think it's so important. Like every day I walk into my department, I'm saying good morning to everyone whose doors open. And like, I am that person that's coming in at whatever time it is, 8 a.m. And I'm just like, good morning. And people even haven't even had their sip of coffee yet. Like, I am that person. I love people. Um, and I, and I, like I said before, I really learn through people's experiences. And so like, I'll walk into my uh, academic advisor's office and, and she just so happens to be an alum from Cal State East Bay too, but, <laughs> but I'll walk in and I'll just be like, okay, Julie, like, tell me, tell me about this moment. And cause I, cause I know that you had, you touched on it and I just want to come back to it because it's like, it's sitting in my mind and I just want to know more about this. And like, I, I'll sit there and I'll have conversations with them. And I think that's, I think that's like so important when you, like I said, when you develop relationships, it's so, it's so much deeper than hi, what's your name? How are you? Like, okay, cool. Now we're friends. Okay. It, okay. Let's go, let's go out to dinner. Like it, I really dig deep into who somebody is because that's so important to me. And it gives me experiences that like when they talk about, when they give me their anecdotal experience, like it's really important that I'm listening. And I think that's one of the biggest pieces to relationships that sometimes people miss the mark on is like listening. That's important because you can find what's in between the lines if you really listen. Ooh, that is a perfect way to end the podcast. <laughs> this is Karen with Coach's Corner Chats with Alani Fernandez and I'm out. Peace. <laughs>